Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming to another episode of Too Legit to Quit. We are so excited about this episode, guys. We are here for you so that you can get it done out here in the streets. And be on your baby come up with me. <laughs> get it done with Tish and be on your come up with me, Koya. Yeah, awesome. So we had some really, really, um, the last couple of episodes, everyone has been so great. We've been getting so many questions from a lot of our artists and entrepreneurs. So we felt like it was really important that we take the time to address a lot of the things that you all were asking us. And um, we're going, we actually brought in on one of our viewers. We're so excited to have her ask us some questions, um, some things that we're going to answer for you guys. You sent us some things, you, um, you DM'd us some things, and we're ready to answer your questions. So we're bringing on Dartanae. Hi, Hi, ladies. Hi. Great time doing this evening. Great. I am a huge fan. Thank you so much for allowing me to ask uh, you guys some questions this evening. You guys have been, I mean, just remarkable. The whole journey, just watching guys from start to finish, love the podcast. So we can get right into it whenever you're ready. Oh, we're ready for you. All right. So what has been big for me this week has been mindset. Uh, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you all is, how do you guys refrain from negative thoughts just using affirmations? I mean, our mind is everything, and sometimes it can get clouded with negativity really quickly. So how do you guys normally refrain from those negative thoughts or those thought processes using different affirmations? Thank you, Dartsne. We're going to put you back in in our little uh, uh, VIP room. <laughs> we'll bring you back. <laughs> You know, that's um that's an interesting question. And um, I literally feel like that is my entire life. Um, I think that it's very important to reframe um, the internal conversation and the internal dialogue that we have within. So one of the things that I do is I do um, practice affirmations, but it's not like I just do an affirmation for everything. I do have an overall affirmation that I wrote um, that I read to myself in the morning. But sometimes when I hear like repeated things um, as it pertains to like a project, like maybe I have an audition or maybe I have like a project that I'm working on and I start to hear like ne this negative internal conversation, like I start doubting my myself and I, I'm not confident or I don't know how this is going to get done at the with this deadline or with the budget that I have, I might not have enough money. What I do is I literally write, I it's called a brain dump. So you just journal and you write out everything that's going on in your mind without judgment. So you literally like, you write out like, I don't think this project is gonna happen. I don't think I'm talented enough to do this and whatnot. And so you brain dump and then you start to see a pattern. Like you'll start to see like keywords, you reread it and you'll see like, okay, I'm, um, I'm confident, I'm not confident. I'm feeling a little bit insecure right now. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how this is going to happen financially for 
for me. And so um, what I do is I reframe that. I'll write a list of all of the negatives and then I put all of the positives. Now, when you do the positives, it's really important that you write out the positives as if it has as if you already are that or you are doing that. So if you are not confident in your ability to, let's just say, uh, book this audition, then you would say like, I am a series regular on a you know nationally televised show or you can say like if you don't know how you're going to um financially come up with the money one thing that i'll say is like i'm i am financially prosperous i have created as if it's already done i have created generational wealth for my family um you you say it in that particular way and i've it's not sign it's not like magical like overnight uh when you say that to you because you know Tish, like i feel like when i first was hearing affirmations like oprah was like now it is therefore it will be i was like okay so i said it why don't i feel this way but literally <laughs> it's one of those things where like you just have to show up every single day every single morning um i particularly um have tish knows we're working on a curriculum right now for the school district. And I had like all of these insecurities that were going on in my mind. And I literally did this exercise. So I have a particular affirmation that I say to myself every day or every night, whenever I get to it. And what I've noticed is, is that it's not that that particular day I do the task to get to the goal. But what I, I start to notice is that um, it slowly but surely, like my thinking changes. Like, it's like, okay, well, you know, this is my process. And I start to like practice self-compassion around like getting the curriculum done. And so it's not rocket science, but if you do it every single day, um, consistently as you're trying to achieve that specific goal, because a lot of times people, they do an overall life one and that's wonderful and great. But I think that it's really important to hone in and be intentional on each specific, like if you have a, a specific goal in mind, do an mm -hmm. affirmation for that so you can see the change in that. And you can even do an experiment. If you commit to just saying your affirmation every day, whether it's morning, night, you can even put it on your phone. Sometimes I would be on the train. I'll be like, I'm confident. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. But just saying it every day, you'll see the difference in your thought patterns and even in your actions um, over the course of a certain amount of months or weeks or days. Mm -hmm. And um, also to add with that, um, uh, Darkoya actually bought me this book called Switch On Your Mind, Switch On Switch Our Mind. Switch On it, Your Brain. Switch On your, Our Brain, sorry. Um, and it, it talks a little bit about how um, it is scientifically proven that if you start implementing positive words into your life into your mindset, it neurologically changes you. It mm -hmm. changes your body, it changes, I mean, we should all know that because stress by itself will change our body. But if you just start um, implementing positive thoughts, implementing positive um, words, it just changes your whole chemistry of your body. So it's it's not just, you know, you're just saying it, it just, it changes the everything that's going on with you, your health, your mindset, your mm -hmm. emotional state. Um, so we do always encourage people to have positive thoughts. This is why we do what we do. But also knowing into getting into leveling up and getting into doing the things that you do to make sure that you're in the right mind frame to do it because that it has a lot to do with that. You know, I don't care 
whatever we tell you, we could tell you a hundred things, right. <laughs> but if you can't put your mind in the right place to receive the information, it's just going to go in one ear and out the next. Mm -hmm. So, and, and can I piggyback on that Tish too? Because um, one of the things that, you know, me and Tish, we're very open about being in therapy. We believe in therapy. Um, okay. And so I'm going to drop a little nugget for those of you who maybe, you you know, you can't afford therapy or you're not in therapy right now. Um, I was actually talking to my therapist about that. And she said that um, a lot of people, we think that our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings and our actions are all the same things. And mm -hmm. they're not. They're all interconnected, but they're not. Um, and what Tish is saying, um, which I also believe is that like your thoughts, you can have a thought and it can either influence your emotions, which propels your actions negatively or positively. So it, I can have a thought, oh, I'm not going to achieve this thing. And then I can feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. And then my action can be, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> so, or, <laughs> or not sit on the phone to cry with Tish until I get my life together. Or, <laughs> or you can have a thought and it can be negative, but I think that learning how to uh, disassociate the those three to four things as different things, you can have that negative thought. But if you're putting something in there, you can have that negative emotion, which is sadness or anxiety or fear. But then mm -hmm. if you come through with something positive to help filter that out, then your action can be different. When that's the goal is like getting yourself in the mind. And I think that's what the mindset thing is. It's like getting, taking those thoughts, taking those emotions, providing that buffer that you need. So your actions can actually like propel you to do something. Awesome. Let's bring Dr. back. Thank you. That's me. Yeah, no worries. I love that. Uh, process over results. Focus on the things you need to do each day to get to where you need to be. Uh, so my next question is actually going to be for you, Tish. Um, you mentioned the stress. And Koya kind of mentioned, um, I think you used the word brain dumping. So how do we really brain dump when we're feeling overwhelmed, overwhelmed Excuse me, or actually stressed? Like, how do we really do that? Okay. Um, I think that, um, you know, for me, what I usually do is I kind of write down everything, you know, I start by kind of um, putting my thoughts in one place that I can kind of like look at it and see what it is. Because the problem with thoughts, when you're a deep thinker or, or like entrepreneurs and artists tend to be like we are all deep thinkers. Um, is that it tends to go everywhere. So you got to kind of um, center yourself, you know, and, and put it down. And then I tend to just let it sit there. I don't even look at it. I just let it sit there, get it all out. And then I'll, I'll meditate a little and then I'll address it the next day. So I'll start by doing that because it gives me a moment of clarity and it gives me an opportunity to see what, it, what's going on inside because, you know, especially what's happening in our environment these days, you know, whether, you know, you're trying to get yourself together or you already have yourself uh, together. We talked a little bit on our last shows, show about it being an evil, uh, an even playing field for everybody. 
artist, entrepreneur, millionaire or not, you're either losing money, making money. It's just like everybody's pretty much going through similar things. So I feel like as it is very important that we realize, first of all, state of mind, you know, that we're stressed, understand what's going on with us so that we can then take the take the proper proper steps for ourselves um, to, to, to not, you don't have to fix. I don't like that word fix, but be aware of how it is and what is going on inside of you. I don't like that word. You need to fix this or you need to fix that because sometimes it's not about fixing. Sometimes it's just about being aware that you're in the state of mind that you're in so that you can over a period of time address it in a proper way. And sometimes that's not you addressing it. Maybe it's you working with a professional, like we said, in mm -hmm. therapy, or maybe it's just you you know, taking the time to address the issue personally yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's just a p important, I would say for me, that has been very helpful, writing it down, taking a break, because I'm always thinking. There's not, a, mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you know, I was asked the question, like, do you have a life? Absolutely, I will have a life. I will not be working all day, every single day. Hustle <laughs> culture, you can have it. <laughs> so I will be... I will be writing down my thoughts for the next day and then I will address it the next day because you know as entrepreneurs we have to we have to have a life and you have to be able to separate your life and also as artists our art from our life so that we can live mm -hmm. and and we can deal with the things that we deal with on a daily basis you know I think also too like it's for me and sometimes and not sometimes but a lot of times i fall short it's developing a practice of mindfulness and developing a practice of awareness um i think that journaling just in general when you're happy when you're sad when you're stressed when you just have a bunch to do writing list that can just become a habit so for me when i have a lot to do and I know Tish, you do that this too. You know, we just always writing down a list, like in my in my note notepad and my phone. Um, um, oh my god! Sorry, I got okay. a phone call. So that happened <laughs> from O'Neill, who knows I'm on this show. So I don't know why he would do this. Um, but anyway, that's all right because we're in the quarantine and everybody they understand. Um, but for me, it's really just about developing a, a practice of mindfulness. So I mean, the I think the journal, the journal, the brain dump and the journaling will naturally happen because I think for me, I'm always finding ways to deal with with things. Like I, entrepreneurs are like. I think it's like three or five times more likely to deal with anxiety or depression. So for me, when I'm feeling anxious about, you know, life and money and projects or whatever, um, I, I'm always looking for a way to constructively deal and like not not fix, but deal, like you said, right. 
much with what I'm going through. So sometimes it has been therapy before I was in a space where I could go to therapy. Um, you know, it was like listening to positive music, being more mindful of the content that I was digesting every single day, like the music I was listening to, the the movies I was watching, um, even being on social media. What am I? What am I seeing? And is this helping me while I'm in this space? Um, a mindful, uh, simple habit, like which is an app. Uh, that you can use for like meditation. So the, and the, and journaling. Um, so that way, whether you're in a time of crises or you're just living your life and practicing gratitude and being happy, um, you just have that, that habit. And that's, that's really what I, what I think happens because sometimes when we're not really like being mindful, when we're not aware, when we're not pouring into ourselves, then when we when we hit a moment of crisis, it's like, what do I do? What do I do? And you're like looking, and, and there's no tools. There's no toolbox because we haven't we haven't developed the toolbox. The toolbox is nowhere to be found. So exactly, I <laughs> exactly. But you know, we we talk about that too, and I also feel like um, you know, and we'll we'll probably get into this. I'm sure because people have been asking us questions about like having your own like inner circle and how important it is to have people who are on your side. But I'm gonna let Dr. Nay come back on and ask us some more questions because I want to get to all of your questions out there. And guys, make sure also if you have any questions for us in the comments um, that you definitely just ask us, and we will we will um, answer your questions on screen. All right. Awesome. Ladies are doing great. So we're going to switch gears kind of to the technical side. Um, our next question is, how do you guys suggest we start a Zoom business or a virtual class? I mean, that's a huge thing. We're all quarantined. So uh, any tidbits you guys can share uh, to that? I know that you guys would love to hear something about that for sure. Sure. Well, I think the first thing is just start. <laughs> like uh I'm like and I'll let you uh take the rest of this Tish cuz you know you know Yeah I mean I think um I think there are a lot of people out there who are like you know take my so and so on how to do a virtual class or take my so and so and really the first thing that they'll tell you tell you because I I look at those things too is that you have to start right you have to start somewhere but um I mean I think that there there is a technical part there are tools out there um, Zoom is a really great tool because you can in, you you can invite up to a hundred people in there uh, into Zoom, and I think it's important that whatever it is that you're sharing, people want to know. You know, you have to have that's for me. That's the very first thing I need. To, I need a person who's extremely knowledgeable um, because there's no point for me to come to your class if I'm not going to learn anything. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been like into what's going on in social media, but this, there was this one girl who. Um, I don't want to say her name, but she <laughs> she's been all these YouTubers have been um, talking about her virtual class that she had. She had a one week virtual class and basically she they paid one hundred dollars for her virtual class. And basically she was extremely ghetto. She showed up 16 minutes late. Um, she, she had a brand strategist on there who didn't know what niche means. She didn't know what brand meant. Like it was just a hot mess and people were mad because they took, she was like a really well-known YouTuber, but they took her class. So my thing about it is presentation is key. Like, so if we want to talk about like starting, you have to be knowledgeable and you have to have a really good presentation about uh, on how you're going to give your information to people. 
you know, um, because, you know, you're, you're dealing with people who want to start a business or who are, who are extremely professional. They're not going to just their hundred dollars has to go a long way. You know, they're not just going to just going to take any information from you just because you're ex you're receiving this success because ratchet or not, everybody <laughs> receives success if people like watch your content or listen to your, your content. So I think it's important that, you know, you come from a place of professionalism. You have maybe some sort of itinerary in which people can actually learn or a specific subject. Um, I know you've taken host classes, right? Or Yes. I, well, I, yeah, I was going to say that, um, you mm -hmm. know, it's I think that for the, for the virtual classes, for me, what I'm realizing is that it's not the glitz and the glamour of it. It's the what, what you're taking away from it. So, I mean, for me, I don't need a full blown production. I just need um, if it is going to be just literally our zoom screen and this and there's going to be no powerpoint as long mm -hmm. as i feel like i'm taking something away from it like i think sometimes with with like con with the the zoom classes or like the virtual classes people don't realize like just because people aren't leaving with a bag you know doesn't mean that they shouldn't be leaving with something like when i was trying to break when, I'm and I'm still breaking into hosting because I started like my YouTube channel and whatnot. And I was like, okay, everybody was like, you know, you're really good at this. You should do this thing. And I was like, okay, great. So I took some classes and I was like, you know, I need to know what to do. Like I, like I, I'm an actress. I don't know what, I, I didn't know I needed a host reel. I didn't know how did a host reel differ from an acting mm -hmm. reel. I didn't know I needed a press kit. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know which, you know, were the best host uh, teachers in New York, you know. Um, and so that's what I wanted to get. I wanted to leave with with something. And so I just with the, the virtual classes, it's just mm -hmm. like make sure that you treat it at least in my experience, make sure that you treat it where you're actually giving people something when they leave. I mean, we've even done that for this show. We were like, listen, I, we don't want this to just be a bunch of mindless information. Like mm -hmm. me and Tish, we, we've taken so many classes. We've spent so much money. And we were like, if people are going to watch us, we don't want to waste their time. We want them to leave with something, whether it's a resource. I mean, how many times have you been on a class where they tell you two or three things and it can, and it has helped you with like your content creation or your business, like immensely, just even knowing like, you know, this platform is StreamYard, like you could use Fiverr or X, Y, and Z. I mean, those are huge, like game changers, but that's something that you're putting in people's bags so and then you can do research too like i feel like sometimes people are just like oh i got it i'm gonna get up here and do my thing and it's like no you can look at what other people right. are doing and and also but be careful of looking at what other people are doing because sometimes for me i get overwhelmed i'm like well how am i gonna do this and do this mm -hmm. i think look at look at what they're doing structure wise That's yeah, and, and, and and just to piggyback off of that let's just talk about structure guys so there are three types of way of structuring virtual classes there is a directive meaning that i'm going to give you information you will go out there and seek it there's a step-by-step -step way which you tend to 
pay more money for, right? So I'm going to give you a step-by-step of exactly what you need to do. That tends to be a little bit more money because they're giving you the exact resources, how to do it. And then there's the more advanced where they're not only are they going to give you step-by-step, but they're going to give you the templates. They're going to give you the resources. They're going to sign you up for all these things. You know, they're going to give you discounts. So you got to also look at what type of virtual class. Are you just going to give people direction like, oh, go to this website. You can do this. Are you going to give them a step by step of how to do it from A to B to C to D? Right. Or are you going to actually give them the tangible tools? So when you're also doing your, your virtual class, you need to pick what type of virtual class you want to do. And usually people who do directives, kind of like what we're doing, we're pointing you in the right direction, guys. Um, when we're pointing you in direction, it's either a free resource or sometimes if it's, you know, if it's something very specific and niche, you know, you'll wind up paying a little bit more money because the resource is so important for you to have because you need to, you've been trying, I don't know this for like years and you're like, I can't figure it out to where you're like, I I gotta, I gotta have this resource because if I don't, I won't be able to move level up. So that's a, literally a tangible way of understanding what type of virtual class you can you can create you know for yourself but all of it's going to take time mm-hmm. um if you want to start a zoom in virtual class and also when i talk about the step by step sometimes i did a virtual class it was a free virtual class on on doing a covid plan and i um I literally told people, I'm like, okay, I gave them like examples. I did a little PowerPoint. I didn't do this. I gave, I pointed them in the right direction. I didn't give them the step-by-step because that takes time. That takes time. Um, A time. And I feel like, like your time, my time is also very valuable. So if I'm going to take the time, then it's going to have to be something where you put $10 on the table, you put 15, whatever, whatever we come up with. Right. To where we're going to directly address what it is that you're looking for, you know, because, um, you know, and every every everybody out there, every last one of you has a sellable skill. You know, you just have to figure out what that skill is and anybody can do a virtual class. And and that's and I just want to take it back to like mindset because and just starting after you do all of that, just start it like. Just mm-hmm. do it and learn along the way. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we, we've done that with our like our business that we have together. We're doing that even with this podcast. Right. <laughs> so, you know, um, but I will say that sometimes the time that you're sitting thinking about, is it going to work? How is it going to work? You could be doing and learning along the learning along the way. You know, these are things we're we're just telling you to set yourself up before you before you start. But just literally just start because people are like Tish said, people are doing it every day and everybody, um, everybody has like a special skill that you can. I mean, you're just you're giving you're you're helping people, whatever you're doing, your artistry, your entrepreneurship. Just remember at the day you're helping people and people need to hear or need the information that that you have. Um, Right. I'm going to say that. Yeah, and I'm 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 happy that you said that. So we're gonna move on to our next question because I want to get you guys uh, what you want to hear, Darcy. 
Awesome. Well, so unfortunate for that YouTuber, but thank God for you ladies here at Too Legit because <laughs> you always come legit. So, speaking of content, what are some of the benefits uh, that you ladies can share of creating your own content? Aside from the fact that it's yours, uh, what are some benefits you can share with the uh, the guest? Oh, man. I mean, I, I definitely feel that because we're artists, we automatically feel um, we automatically think that our service that we are providing our artistry is the only thing that we can provide to people. I beg to differ. I think that if you have a business, even if someone says, you know what, I want, I don't want to use you at this, at this moment, you could say, oh, you want to know what, you want to know what, I have my own podcast. I have my own business. I do this. I do that. So if you don't need me in this area, maybe you can partner with me in that area. So yeah. I think on the business end of it, it's it, as artists, it gives you power. It gives you the power that so many uh, entrepreneurs and artists say that they, you know, they feel like they don't have, you know? Um, and John, it's, John talked about that. Uh, yeah. It, it, and John, John Cry, who came on last week, guys, if you didn't see that episode, check it out. Um, from last week, he talked a little bit about having the power over your own career. And, you know, we all, um, we all do work for people or we take contract jobs, but the, the dynamic of the relationship is different when you're your own boss, right? Even though you are an artist, even though you are an individual, and artists are naturally already entrepreneurs. That's mm -hmm. just, it's just a fact. Mm -hmm. It's a fact because, mm -hmm. because you are, because you are an individual and, and because you are a sole proprietor and you are selling your service, you are already an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is, is that, we like to think that our time, our um, our time, our our resources, our services are in the hands of others. That's not necessarily true. You know, we can take responsibility over our lives and how we want people to to work with us by just having our stuff together. And I, mm -hmm. I tell people that all the time. Like you, you don't think that a business card or a website or a LLC, or you know, having your social media consistent with the rest of your brand makes a difference, but it does. It does because you meet people all the time as artists. And when they see one thing, their impression of you is, is everything that you have, you know? Um, so you wanna, you wanna keep that in mind. And that's a little bit on the branding side. We'll talk about that, guys. A little bit of, you know, having your own personal brand and having everything cohesive. But when you start by having a business, and your business, I know the business is, you know, more of a technical question, but but having a business and a set of core values that you have within your business that follows you everywhere that you go, that the right people can find you will make such a big difference. I have found that in, in my personal business, uh, in my business and also in my personal branding that when I have my stuff together, there I attract the right people. It's not gonna be everybody. So get out of the mind frame that everybody's gonna love you because they're not. Not everybody's for you. Mm -hmm. Not everything's for you. It's just the people who are for you are for you. Right. I and I'm we've we've seen that. I mean just for me speaking as like you know tissue producer, but me just being I mean starting off just as like a pure artist. Um sometimes when I was having conversations with people, it was like, oh, if they couldn't help me within that 
in that one way, in that one capacity, it was like, oh, okay, like, well, you know, when I have an audition, okay, cool. But when you create multiple, um, not necessarily businesses, but I guess, you know, multi when you mm -hmm. diversify with just your brand and with your talents, let's just say that. Um, what I've seen is that now it's not about, well, are you going to cast me? It's like, oh, well, you know, they might cast me as an actress. They might cast me as a host or, you know, I have this company. Maybe they'll do something with the kids album or the curriculum. Like I have multiple things, like you said earlier, Tish, that I can have a conversation with people and then they become part of my network. That's the thing, because like in the entertainment industry, people aren't working all the time. It's not like, boom, boom, boom. You get a project you hear and then you go on to this project mm -hmm. or whatever, and you're working in this capacity and then you're working in another capacity. But what I'm noticing now that I've diversified is these people are in my network. I'm able to talk, well, I'm able to talk to them about multiple things. Now they're in my network. And then when things come up, it's like, oh, hey, like, you know, I need this or that, or hey, I need this and that. And so it's just this revolving circle where I feel like I'm not, trying to beat down a door anymore. It's like the door is open and I'm like, oh, okay, you're gonna come in and do this? Are we gonna come in and drink wine? Are we gonna come in and eat cabbage? I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something. <laughs> something is happening. <laughs> so yeah, and uh um and I I all of that, all of that. party. What are you bringing to what are we bringing I know to all, of, all of that <laughs> Hey there, today. Hello, I'm here for the rice and cabbage, and I'll bring the bottle of wine, uh, Koya. <laughs> uh, my second, my next question is, Tish, you kind of touched uh, vaguely on LLC. So, can you guys, can you ladies, expound upon what are the benefits of creating an LLC? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, one of the benefits of creating an LLC is not having a liability if someone gets upset with you. I mean, it's called a limited liability company for a reason because it's not personally you. So in, in my experience, if you are going to be working with people, collaborating with people, or if you are going to be signing people on or even signing with other people, if they have an issue, it doesn't affect your personal assets. So, you know, it won't affect your, your home, your home life. So I think one of the major assets, uh, one of the major reasons why you should have an LLC as an entrepreneur or artist is that whatever happens between whoever as as we all and all entrepreneurs might at some point at some time have an issue with somebody you got to hire a lawyer you got to do all these things um that you can keep it in the realms of the company and and you know it it doesn't it doesn't mess with your personal assets so that's an, that's one thing. The second thing is the tax, you know, the tax breaks that you get from having your own company, having an LLC. You get the same thing as a sole proprietor, but there are there are um, more benefits of having for having an LLC than there is to be a sole proprietor only because of the way that you your company is structured and and the type type of tax breaks. We're actually going to have someone come on here talk about the tax breaks at at some point guys of having an LLC. That's how that's how serious we are about you getting your stuff together. And we bring okay. it on a brand strategist. It's going down, guys. Like we are not playing about you and your come up. And our come up either cuz we're just taking it out of here. So, um yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Oh, and then another thing too about the the LLC guys is um, it's just a way of like Tish said, it's just a way of protecting yourself. I know for me, I was very like naive about certain things, um, but as you mature in your life and you have like kids and you get married or you know um, maybe you're doing things in this area, you don't like Tish said. You don't always want like if something pops off, you want to make sure that you and your personal money, because this is what wealthy people do, them and their personal money is fine. Also, if you go bankrupt, the company goes bankrupt, the company goes bankrupt. You right. and your assets, you're good. And so I think that that's also one of the benefits of an LLC and the tax benefits, like to said, like, that alone, and we will definitely do an episode on that, but that alone, I mean, mm -hmm. guys, doing my taxes before I had, like, as a, so before just as an individual and just seeing the change from, like, a sole proprietor and actually knowing what things you can actually deduct and then doing it, especially when me and Tish formed our LLC last year, I mean, the money that I got back, I was like, yes, I'm putting in money, but I was like, oh, I have to do this every year of my life because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the money that I got back, I was like, yeah, they need to run me my money. Run me my money yeah, back. Yeah, because Uncle we pay Sam. a lot of taxes out here, people. I'm yeah. just saying, we have to be getting our money back. And, you know, the government, they just spend it however they want to. And, and FYI, I am voting that we get to choose where we get to put our, 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 our tax dollars. At. I'm trying to create a whole legislation about that. So y'all look out for that, okay? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm talking to government officials about us choosing exactly where I, on the form, tax, I want my I want my money to go here. So just throwing that out there, y'all. Oh, and um when you spend money, like getting your hair done or your nails done or going to a dinner and whatnot, you start to like think about it differently. So as you're moving and living your life, you know, when you first, at least for me, I know when I first started, when I st first started my entrepreneur journey, I would just be spending money on things like Ubers and dinners and like, okay, like, you know, I need a videographer. So I'm going to do this and that. And I didn't realize that even though I'm doing business, I can also write these things off. So I'm living my life because as artists, our, our lives and entrepreneurs, our lives are interconnected with our everyday life. But now I'm like, oh, I get my hair done. That's a tax write off. Yeah, and yeah, I, exactly. And I don't think twice. These exactly. are and, and, and it's and it's so crazy because when you start talking to your accountant, they'll start asking you questions like that, like, "Oh, what do you do? What do you, did you go on vacation? Did you do any work when you're on vacation?" I'm like, "Yeah, I checked a couple emails. You know, got back to a couple people. You know, talking about our vacation. Yeah, right yeah." Off. And it was, it was, it was definitely, um, it's definitely worth investigating guys, but we're going to do a whole series on this. Mm -hmm. FYI, we're going to do a whole series. We're going to give y'all some mad resources <laughs> so you can be equipped to have your business together, be out in these streets leveling up. Yeah. So we're going to bring Dr. Nay back. All right, guys. I mean, that is a wealth of knowledge, ladies. Uh, go out, make sure you get out there and vote. Tish for president. Um, <laughs> I have a different question. I think it just makes sense. Uh, my next questions are or was, what is the benefit of being a sole proprietor? Koi, you kind of touched on it briefly. I know we heard about taxes, 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 but what are some of the uh, basic benefits of being a sole proprietor? 
I mean, um, I think that it is somewhat similar to having an LLC, you know, the tax benefits, but like, like, like we said, um, you know, artists are automatically considered to be um, businesses. I mean, if you tell someone you're an artist, they'll start asking you things. The thing about having a company is that it just puts you in a different bracket than just being, you know, um, a sole prop- And also, you know, um, you know, you, you can just tell people like, hey, I have a business. You know, I'm an artist. I have a business. So mm-hmm. I just think the way that people think about sole proprietors is just a little a, a little different than they think about a person who's just doing things. <laughs> you know, like, And I do. Know. Don't you get a different tax credit if I'm not mista- mistaken? You do. I, you I, do. I, I, it just that, it yeah. just you have to the thing about it. And this is why it's the difference between being just a sole proprietor and an LLC is you can be it can be very similar. It's just the way that you're you're setting it up for your for your your um, tax liability. The thing about having an actual company means that you have to structure yourself. You know, you have to structure yourself in a specific way to where they can clearly define what is business expenses, what is part of your business, and what is personal. Mm-hmm. So it, as long as everything is running through your company, there's no, there's no, oh, well, that I just have to do 40% of my, home. like, I have to do this, and I have to do that, you know? It's very clearly defined because you've set up the structure for your company, and you don't have to do it all at once. It takes months, you know, some, for some people, years. I'm not suggesting years, guys. I suggest that you just set up the structure, take one or two months, set up the structure, and then it'll just follow you for the rest of your career. Well, also, too, I think talk to an accountant about what makes sense for you because, like, we pay fees for our LLC. So, I mean, with an LLC, sometimes it makes sense for you to do an LLC with what you're doing. And then sometimes it might make more financial sense for you to be a sole proprietor because for years I was just a sole proprietor. Mm -hmm. Um, I had years where I didn't even know what I could write off until somebody asked me because some tax, some, so um, if you don't do your taxes, some tax people, they're not going to ask you Mm -mm. those questions. They're going to be like, um, okay. Uh, you know, give me your stuff and they'll just take your W-2s and they'll move about 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 mm-hmm. their lives and let you go about your business. I actually had somebody who who was also my friend and an accountant who was like who started to ask me questions. And even with him, he didn't finger comb what I did. I had mm-hmm. to have a summary of where I said, OK, this is what I spent on hair. This is what I spent on makeup. This is what I spent on equipment. Mm-hmm. This is what I spent with for my videographer. This is what I spent on meals. I had to do that because you're not pay- trust me, you're not paying them enough for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can become a little bit more aware of what you can deduct or not. And then now I have a different accountant and she was saying, OK, well, right now, you know, it makes sense to operate here within this way and then within your LLC this way. But ask ask somebody who's knowledgeable because you don't just want to have an LLC just because and then you don't really need it, you know, yeah. to say you are. It's all about how you can maximize on as an entrepreneur and an artist. We invest. Let's just talk about the investment alone. We invest a lot of money into ourselves on classes, workshops, uh, equipment, tools, resources, whatever we need so the business can run. So a lot of times when you are getting paid, paid back, when you're getting paid to do whatever you're doing, um, being 
operating as a sole proprietor, operating as an LLC is the difference between not being taxed like the 33% that they want to take in New York, you know, and maybe they'll slice it in half. Or maybe a lot of the, the money that you're investing in yourself and your business, you can get that back from Uncle Sam. So ask, mm -hmm. ask, you know, don't just be out here doing whatever. No, I know, I know. I definitely would say that too. But for me, the LLC is always about the capacity in which you're going to be functioning in, you know, because if you are going to be collaborating with people and doing contracts and stuff, the liability is always the biggest thing. The liability is always, you never want to be like personally sued by anybody. <laughs> by anybody and, and and can we just talk about how it can even happen at a minute level i mean even everybody thinks just because you're in your house you know creating content or whatever it's not serious no you need a contract you handle your stuff you are a business tie it up lock it yeah up. i mean we've gotten some questions about that too so we're gonna let Dantene take it take it and give us some more questions all right. So we're going to switch gears just a little bit, ladies. Um, my next question is, how would you all recommend recruiting a team um, and developing a system for your personal operation? Mm, that's a good one. Oh, gosh. That's a really good one. We talk about this a lot, too. Developing your team takes time, guys. It's not an overnight thing. I think um, everything deals with, okay, I'm going to start here everybody should have like a core belief system, okay? A core value system, because how you determine who's for you, who's not for you is just based upon your core values. And that could be, you know, um, I believe in the environment, you know, so I am so like into this and I want people to respect you know, animals. I want people to respect, you know, God. I want people to, whatever your core values are, I think you need to, um, you need to come up with one or two things that will kind of carry you along in your, in your career, you know, not even just as an entrepreneur in your career, because you find the right people that you even want to work with or work for by those core values. So if you start there, then as you start to meet people and find people, you start to find the right people who align with what it is that you believe. Because personality, and I don't wanna say, you can work with people that you don't like. Like I, I do it all the time, but it's only for like a minute, <laughs> it's not for a long period of time. It's like, okay, I don't, I would never like work with this person for a long period of time. But I definitely, um, I definitely will work with them you know, on this project, or I, I would work with them sparsely, and I know how they work. So I won't, you know, I won't, I won't work with them all the time. So the people that who are a part of your team, I mean, they're your go to people all the time. They're the, you know, uh, me and Darkoy, we talked about this. Yes, was it yesterday or day before yesterday? Right, it was last night. It yeah, was night that we were having this competition. Well, um, so just since we're getting into it, um, because when we were talking last night, we were talking about like, okay, you have your team that you need for your business to run. So everybody knows, you know, you need a CEO, CFO, all mm -hmm. of that. You know, you might need an assistant, depending upon like if you're Account artist, lawyer, accountant, right. lawyer, all of those things. So developing your team, um, 
and not to stay on that too much, but developing your team can also, it, it can also be a person or a resource. So like um, we talked about uh, Legal Show before. Um, actually, I sold Legal Show at one point um, <laughs> in my artist life. Uh, but, you know, I was like, listen, I can't have, I can't afford yet to have a lawyer on retainer, but I can use this service to where if I need to lawyer up, I can. So mm-hmm. that now this resource is part of my legal team until we can put a like one lawyer, if I ever need to get there, on lock. Um, you know, Tish Tish is my accountability partner and mm-hmm. my business partner. So when I'm down and out in life and I don't want to persevere, what she does is she, she reminds me and she regurgitates my hopes, dreams, plans, aspirations, and what I say what I'm saying when I'm at my best to me when I'm at my worst. So then I can come back up again and try again. She's on my team. We're also business partners. So she'll handle this part of like the administrative work and maybe I'll do this creative part or vice versa. But I also think we have to also talk about a personal team, which people don't want to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about a team as far as how to function as a business, but especially when you're an artist, and I still feel the same way as when you're an entrepreneur because I've had the opportunity to be around a lot of wealthy people. And what I notice is that they have a team even in their personal life so that they can function that so that they can operate at a high functioning level. Okay. They have a personal trainer who is like working with them so they can physically be their best because when they're taking trips here and there and doing X, Y, and Z, they have to be healthy so they don't have a heart attack so they can be there for their families. If they can't, if they're not at a point where they have a personal trainer, they might have like a fitness studio that they belong to or a community. That's the resource that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So, professionally thinking about the function of your team, but personally, who's going to talk to you and be your tish or your quail when you're down and out? Who's going to be like, oh, uh-uh. you might feel like you're giving up today, but remember when you said this, this, and that, like, we're going to keep going. You might need a person where, you know, they're making sure that you're taking care of like Tish, when I've been Tish production coordinator or when Tish has like stayed with me when she's doing certain jobs or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. like, you need to eat. How are like, how are you going to do this job? And be, I'm just, I'm, and Tish is like, oh, I, I'm busy. I'm, busy. I'm like, uh-uh, because you have to take care of yourself first so that you can help others. And so I think when we talk about team, also a personal team as well so you can operate and function at a high level because it's all about consistency nobody wants to be the type of person where you have this business where you're here today operating efficiently and gone tomorrow like that's over that's dead nobody wants any part of that you want to be the best version of yourself at all times and that mean that means that you have to have a team of people or resources to help you function both personally and professionally Thank girl, you just said it all. <laughs> so we got a question in the comments um, from Crystal Williams. She says, what do you do if you have more than one LLC? I mean, I have more than one LLC. I mean, all of them function. function. Like my thing about it is, if you're going to go the direction of having more than one LLC, 
you have to be able to function in multiple capacities because if you are going to own them, you know, like I own multiple LLCs. I'm on, I own LLC with Darkoya, but I own an LLC with other people. I own an LLC with myself, me and my husband. Um, I'm sorry, me and my husband, we also have an LLC. So, you know, it's when you, when you have these multiple LLCs, it also means multiple, a lot of responsibility. So you have to be able to allocate tasks, um, to other people. So you, I would say, this is what I would suggest. If you have multiple LLC, have a parent company and have your parent company, then be over your multiple LLCs. You know, if you are starting a business, maybe with someone else, you know, I would then take one of my LLCs or my main LLC and just say, okay, well, I'm going to make it, make this a subsidiary of my LLC or on, on my end, you know, um, it just makes it easier tax wise. I've found for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just depends. It just depends because if you legally don't want your main business to be intertwined with your other businesses, then I wouldn't do that, you know? Um, but if you're okay with that, then I would kind of have a parent company for multiple companies. It just makes it a whole lot easier for your tax person. It makes it a whole lot easier for you. So that would be, that would be my answer for that. Well, also too, Tish, because one of the things that you always talk about is the purpose, you know, like we're we're like, you don't, you always say like, you don't create just multiple LLCs because there's a reason. So like our company that we have together, we, um, motivation for kids, it's specifically um, the things that we do with like our kids album curriculum guides and the and the production stuff that we personally do together. So you have two people that are operating together that have a bank account that are investing money and there's a purpose for that LLC outside of the company that you and Jonathan have where you're doing right. certain films. Those are certain bank accounts. Those are certain like individuals that are right. that are that are that you're operating with with SAG and whatnot. And then you have your LLCs for the other films that you do that right. sometimes you run through your company, but you don't. So I think it's it goes back to what you always say, which is the way that you're functioning. If right. you're not one person, like for me, I operate my other business as a sole proprietor because that that's what makes sense right now. But later on, I will operate as an LLC, but that's because mm-hmm. maybe I'm getting paid in a certain way to where I want to offset my taxes in a certain way. But right. we can do it together because like there's that's a different type of money and a different type of situation. So I think like that's the reason for the multiple LLCs is to think right. I talk we're talking about functioning and and money guys the bank account yeah exactly <laughs> what it boils down to I think exactly exactly so Miss Artene let's move on to the next one you ladies are giving a wealth of knowledge tonight I hope you guys are paying attention paying attention on this live uh, so my next question is Miss Koya you're always talking about a come up come up come up uh, what are some pandemic come ups that we can kind of take advantage of right now? Get in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> bag in the bag, got the bag on. <laughs> We're just swirling in the bag. <laughs> uh, such a heavy load. Let me unload it on y'all. No, it's fine. Um, let's see. So, I mean, 
A, get yourself an accountability uh, buddy, y'all, because I'm telling you, like, there are just some things in life, multiple things in life that you just cannot know by yourself operating within your own hut and sphere. Like, you just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Knowing Tish, like, so, uh, there are some times where I'm like, I'm not thinking about anything. And she's just like, we need to apply for this SBA loan. I didn't know anything about anything in the pandemic about an SBA loan until our teacher man, Cooper, Tish, told me. Like, she was like, oh, we need to apply for this. And then I went around and told my roommate. And then I told this person and that person. And I mean, that's one of that's one of the pandemic come ups is the SBA loan, you know. And and do you know that people still don't know about it? I still get questions about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like you can apply for this miracle. How? That's one yeah. of the come ups. Um, even my mom, my mom was like, and a lot of people don't know about this, but if you have a credit card, um, if you're multiple credit cards or one credit card, um, ever since the pandemic started, you can call your credit card company and say like, hey, I've been affected by the pandemic. Is there any way that you can lower my interest rate mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time while all of this is going on? Now, they're not going to call you and tell you that. You have to like call them and ask them that. But that just came from you know, my mom, she was like, let me tell you this. I told Tish, I told my roommate, I told everybody. Um, those are some of the things in the pandemic that are, I guess, come ups. If you don't have your student loans and forbearance, you need to get them in forbearance because a lot of student loan companies, most of them are like, you don't have to pay right now because of, you know, just our economy being hit the way that it's been hit. And I mean, I think those are most of the the ones that are coming to mind off the top of my head. Tish, do you have any? No, I mean, I think those are some of the things that are kind of like what we are seeing are most the most beneficial things for people in the pandemic. Um, I will say that there are a lot of free resources going on. Um, and if you are a, a veteran, um, a woman, or um, a person of color, there is also a lot of grants out there. Mm-hmm. I literally received maybe I think um, five or six different, oh yeah, <laughs> five or six different links to grants, um, and I applied for them all. You know, um, there are a lot of grants. I think there's one called the LLLISC grant. It's a whole bunch of companies um, like Verizon, Lowe's, and they are actually giving. Um, $5,000 to $20,000 away to companies um, who um, who are either, you're either a veteran, a person of color, or a woman operating business. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people, you know, um, that's a lot of people that, that, that that's covering. So um, if you if you want to take advantage, also just start looking for grant programs. It's in the news, guys, all the time. And I guess, you know, if you're if you're if you're a man or a woman of the Google, mm-hmm. the Google will just start popping up when you search one thing. <laughs> they listening to us because sometimes they listen to us and they know what we're talking about. And all of a sudden you'll see, oh, uh, Verizon is giving away grants. I mean, there are also I want to say, guys, there are a lot of big businesses that are giving a lot of companies and this is another thing about having an llc 
<laughs> if you are an LLC, you know, I mean, an actual company, they are giving so many grants right now and they're giving so many free things away to businesses because um, when we step out our doors, and this is what I read in one article, when people are stepping out their doors, business after business after business is just shutting down, which means that a lot of business that these companies have, they no longer have. So they're looking for new relationships, new businesses. That's another opportunity for you if you're starting your business or you've had a business or maybe you weren't functioning at a high capacity or had like a, a company or a storefront or whatever, like a lot of these businesses is a really good opportunity for you to step in there and say, hey, you know, I know you were working with some people, but I'm a great company because, right? Or I'm a great entrepreneur or artist because, or I can partner with you or you can sponsor me or whatever because. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of those type of benefits, guys, out there. If you haven't started looking for these grants, you should start looking for these grants because it's money for you. Mm -hmm. it's and, asking, and asking around too, because I know even some people, they've gone to their leasing office and they've asked like, hey, are you guys offering any rent discounts? You know, um, I think sometimes we don't, we don't know about things, but we also don't ask. Like if you know you're trying to like lower your, you know, cost of living and whatnot right now and kind of buckle mm -hmm. down, just ask. They might say no. I mean, I've even taken um, a few classes from people where before the pandemic, I kind of had them on my radar and I was like getting my coin together. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was like, hey, are you offering a pandemic discount? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, I, am. I was like, well, what did you have in mind? I was like, well, this is what I had in mind. They're like, okay, sure. Because a lot of people, they, they need income right now. So even if you want to like take a class, like we were saying a virtual class online, or you want to work with like a consultant or whatever, just ask for the discount. The worst they can yeah, say is like, no. And another thing is, guys, for our artists out there, people are home. They're not busy. They're home. They can't work. They can't go anywhere. So if you're an artist and you already had like a script or you already had some people in mind, you know, I, I had a young lady, I don't know if she's listening to today, but she reached out to a company. They had a, I think they had like a live or something. And she reached out to a, a certain production company of a big actress. And they were like, yes, no your script. And I have known this production company and I sent them stuff plenty of times, plenty of times. And they're always super busy. They're not busy anymore. So if you're an artist out there, I would just go ahead put a little, um, we talk about, I'll talk about like business plans and decks at some point in here, but put a little deck together. You know, I helped her put a little deck together. She sent it over to them. You know, they came back and said, well, would you do it in this capacity? But the fact that she's interacting and putting them on her scope, you know, like letting them know that she's out here is a big, it's a huge deal. Cause even if, if they say yes or no, now she has what a new collaborator. Mm -hmm. So that's another that's another benefit. I mean, I know people at, is at, at home might not seem like it's a benefit, but for people who have been trying to get in touch with certain people, they're at they're in their homes right now and you can't get in touch with them. I have mm -hmm. I, I got some people that I didn't even think I would be able to get in touch with lately. And it's been um, because they're home. Yeah. So. All right. That's, that's awesome. I think it's a good segue into our next question. Uh, one of the viewers wanted to know how to draft a professional industry email. So really, mm -hmm. how to professionally reach out to casting directors and producers? You're saying people are home now, now no better time than now uh, to reach mm -hmm. out. Well, how do they go about that? 
Yeah, well, let's let's just talk about that really quickly. Um, and it, this is not just with um, artists, but also entrepreneurs. If you have a different business out there, let's just talk about how you address people. Um, I was told once by someone from Europe that you guys don't really say hi in your emails. Really, you just go straight into the point. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, do I do that? And it's just like, yeah, you just reach out. You don't tell. You don't say much about yourself, right? So I think the first thing you do is you introduce yourself, right? Um, you just say something very nice about, who, hi, I'm so-and-so and so, you know, I'm doing da-da-da-da and I'm reaching out because, right? So I think it's really important because, because that as a person who receives multiple emails, rarely do people ever introduce themselves. Um, and I think that's always something, um, I think that's always something uh, um I'm good to do. Also, like, I think that you need to get straight to the point of what, because everybody has a goal. I think the problem with really long emails is that it doesn't leave room for, for you to be in, inquisitive or for the person to be inquisitive about what you want. They'll literally come back to you and say, okay, well, what are you looking for? Then you can say, oh, you know what? I would love to have a call with you. Now, I know, guys, I know that everybody wants to put everything in email. But my goal when I get in an email with somebody is to get them on the phone with me. One call, one call with you. You know, it's not to give you my life story. It's not to tell you everything, but it's to get you to either see me or to get you to jump on the phone with me. So for our artists out there, I would say whatever your subject line should be, reach out to people when you actually have something going on, right? Because it, it it engages them. Don't reach out to them just because I am this person or because maybe you have done something that's really, really big, you know, or really, or it's been done so well that you have like some press to share with them. But just reaching out to people and say, hey, I'm this person, you know, I, you know, unless you're saying, well, hey, I'm this person, do you have any classes or whatever? Um, if you don't have anything going on, then people aren't going to really pay it any attention. When you have something going on and something moving, everybody wants to be in, a part of it. Why? Because people want to invest in people who invest in themselves. And I think John said that last year, last week as well. Mm -hmm. um, he might have said that last week as well. When you have something oh, yeah, going, okay. yeah, when you have something going on, um, people people want to be a part of it because they want to work with someone who works hard. So my suggestion is, um, I'm going to go back. One, you know, make sure you introduce yourself. Two, don't make your emails extremely long. Um, get straight to the point. And then three, reach out either to to ask whether or not you they can help you in a way, in a service way, or that you have something actually going on to where they can be a part of it and they can give their actual feedback or say, you know what, this is what we want to do right now with you. So that would be my suggestion. And you've also said, Tish, too, uh, the, uh, that when you've worked with people, sometimes you don't have anything for them at the moment. But mm -hmm. then when you get on a project, if they're continuously reaching out to you whenever they have mm -hmm. something and they're like updating you, that they're always kind of like, you know, on your mind or on mm -hmm. your radar. So then when something does pop up, you're like, oh, I can cast this person or whatever. And it's just because, like you said, every time they have something going on, they're just like reaching reaching out to you. And you also talked about links. Um, I was watching, so me, me and Tish, we have a company and I was uh, reading one of the online magazines that I wanted to um, reach out to. Um, they had this whole like, 
segment in there about reaching out to them. And I think that even though it might seem simple, I'm just going to reiterate it on this show. It said, please get the name right of the person that you are reaching out to. They said, you will, you would not, they said, you would be surprised how many people will put like, if, if the person's name is like Robert Robbie or just something like, or just have, you know, if, you know, people are typing so fast, they're not like proofreading, get mm -hmm. the person's name right. If you know you're reaching out to this particular person or this pr production company or whatever, like do your research, get the name, get the name right, proofread, embed links. Like you want to make sure that this is one of the things that they said. And I agree with this. The less work that they have to do, the better. If you want to put mm -hmm. like a website or whatever, just embed the link. It's so easy. You just put the name, you embed the link, and it's right there. So then it, it, it physically looks a little bit better. And then also, like, if you have any media, of course, if you have, like, a reel or something, you can't just, like, attach it. But if you have any, like, pictures, sometimes you can just embed it to where it ships. It just it pops up right there. It's really mm -hmm. easy. You can scroll. They can see. And, um... And uh, there was another thing, but I, I'm like drawing a blank, but um, just make it like really, really streamlined for people because like you said, mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of time. They're constantly getting emails and you just want to make it like really, really simple for them. And, and I have a resource for you guys for your emails. There's a company, um, if you have like headshots, if you're an actor, you have headshots. I know people just try to put their headshots in their email, but there's a company called Ystamp, ystamp.com. You can go to Y stamp and you can actually upload your picture and they will create an email stamp for you. And then you can just put it in. If you're using primarily everybody uses Google or even if you're using YouTube, you can put it as, um, you know, a stamp in your email. You know, you can go on Google and, and see how you can put a stamp in your email or something that shows up in your email every single time. But Y stamp is really good if you have a logo or even if you have a picture so that if somebody, I, I mean, I put my picture in my email and I always get, oh my gosh, that's a really gorgeous picture. Yeah. So that's the first thing that they, when they look at the bottom of their email, that lets me know, oh, they got to the bottom of my email. Cause they, they can, mm -hmm. they can, you know, so. Um, oh, and we I were would, talking last night about the signature too. Remember? Yeah, um, have, a, have a really good signature. I mean, that's what it is, it's a signature, you oh. know, um, but basically is your picture. And then they'll allow you to put Y stamp will allow you to put your your all your um, social media handles in there, and then it'll allow you to put your information in there and your title. Um, but I think if you're an artist, I think that's really cool if you if you want to put your company there, or if you even if you want to put your headshot there, because either way, because of the presentation of it, it looks like a company stamp. You know, companies have the stamps at the end. And one last thing that I would also say that I put in my emails is I put a little confidence confidentiality stamp at the end of every one of my emails only because sometimes, you know, you might be reaching out to people about something that you are personally doing and you want them to know like, Hey, this is confidential. Like if you receive this, here's the statement at the bottom of my email where it says that, you know, this is a confidential thing. And if you ever were to bring that up to someone or they say, you can say, oh, well, I sent them, I put the little statement there at the bottom of my email as well. So that's another thing, guys. Hey, Ms. Dartanay. Hello, ladies. Still rocking and rolling. All right. How uh, do you all go about getting a manager? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's um there's kind of like a twofold to this, right? Um, and I'll say a couple of ways that I've seen this. 
Um, one is, is that, um, you know, you go the traditional route, you just send out your ships, um, you, uh, you know, you send out your postcards, your emails of any time that you have something going on, you invite people to your shows. I mean, that's the very conventional way of doing it. Um, that's how everyone will tell you to do is, is to, to keep doing that, take classes with, you know, the managers, take classes with, you know, people who work with them, reach out to people who work with them, see if they'll give you a recommendation. Like that's the industry standard way of saying to get your manager. My suggestion is, is that you create your own opportunities. Um, you create your own opportunities. You create your own opportunities, right? Um, and in one way or another, when you create your own opportunities, see if there are actors or people that that manager has that you want to work with, right? So now <laughs> you are directly connecting yourself with the manager without having to do all those things. You can just say, oh, hey, I'm reaching out to you because I have this project. I want to work with this person. And then you know, you just start a relationship that way. And even if you don't work with their clients, now you're on their radar as someone who creates content. So as you start to get your things together, be like, oh, remember I reached out with so-and-so, now I'm looking for a manager, right? So you don't have to go through all the caveats of let me, let me just send you this or send you that or take this class or whatever. Now you're saying, hey, you know, I'm looking for a manager. And just understand, guys, when you are looking for a manager, you have to do a lot of research on that person to see whether or not they're right for you. And you know whether or not someone is right for you based upon like the, the environment that they present, right? That's what I'm saying. If you start out by reaching out them in that capacity and it's just like, no, 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 you know, this doesn't work for my client or whatever, this is what we do. You can compliment them and say, okay, great, no problem next time, right? keep reaching out to them. And then at some point when you get some things going for yourself or your show starts doing, you could say, oh yeah, you know, now I'm looking for a manager, you know? And to me, I found that a lot of people who created their own content and are, are able to show that drive to a manager, they're more enticed to want to work with you. Why? Because um, believe it or not, guys, managers are not the people driving the industry anymore. They're not. I mean, people are creating their own opportunities. You know, having a manager and getting into CAA, WME, U UTA or whatever is great. But if you are creating your own op opportunities, creating your own contents, they're going to come after you anyway, if you're consistent and when you target the right people. And one thing that I look at and we have looked at um, are people like uh, Tabitha Brown. She has her own vegan show. Um, on Instagram, guys. She's amazing. She has a wonderful personality. And she created her own following, following not because she wanted to appease everybody, but because she had a set of core values. She believed in healthy eating. She believed in health. And she created it around that. And there were a lot of people who believed in the same things that she did. So then she started attracting the right networks. She started attracting the right sponsors. And then eventually she got the right manager. You know, So if you're out there doing your own thing, your manager will come to you anyway. But if you want to and you feel like you need to have a manager and you maybe want to do some more things on you know, television or stuff, I would always tell you that casting directors over managers and agents any day, 
casting directors over the mini day. Casting directors that with I am Ball and his wife, his wife. And and, and not only that, like if I'm talking about artists, but for entrepreneurs, I mean, for people who just want like managers to do the work with them, it's better for you to have an accountant and a lawyer than for you to have a manager, unless you're doing a lot of stuff and you need somebody to manage multiple things for you. Or like for me, I have a manager as I have a line producing manager, but that's only because because I'm, I run multiple companies and because I'm doing things with a lot of people, I need somebody out there getting me jobs in that area. And that's the only reason that I have a manager is because I just don't have the capacity to manage everything that I have in my life. But it took me years to get to a point where I was even ready to have a manager because your stuff has to be together. You have to make it really, really, really easy for somebody to sell you. And you also have to put the initiative out there yourselves. I mean, and also the third reason, third thing, third thing, uh, there's one more thing. If you know somebody, point blank. I mean, I've, I've this this one young girl, her, her dad is extremely wealthy and he invested in the company and he knew the manager and he was like, hey, will you represent my, my daughter? She was like, yeah, I'll represent your daughter. Or I had another friend who was just like, oh, this is my best friend. He manages people. They met up at lunch. They were just like, oh, well, I'm looking for a manager. Okay, great. I'll manage you. Like that's another way you can do it, but that's not the atypical way. I mean, you can definitely try to go that way, but then you never know. You know, you'll just be starting to come become friends with people. Just like get you. I, I would just say, and also, I, the last thing is, I also have worked on. If you work on productions with people, I've also given people recommendations. They'll ask me. They'll be like, "Hey, you know, this manager, I really want to get with them. Will you give me a recommendation?" I'm like, "Sure, I'll reach out." Hey, so and so wanted me to give you a recommendation. They work my film. Blah 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 blah. You know. Um, so that's another way. They start to name. All right. Um, it looks like there was a question in regards to micromanaging. Uh, I'm not sure if you're asking about a, how to kind of shift from assigning tasks to other people or just using different platforms. Maybe you guys can expound on that. Um, um, is it more so like how to mic micromanage your, your, yourself or your platforms or... How to stop micromanaging. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I think, um, I think it just really starts with like, um, sometimes as like artists and entrepreneurs, we just think that we're like a one man show because a lot of times we are, we have to be. Um, but as you within any business or within any artistry, as you start to level up and you start to scale, that's the word scale and you're getting mm -hmm. bigger projects and you or your company, um, maybe, you know, you were mom and pop and now, you know, you're scaling and like you're trying to get into Target, whatever mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you're trying to scale and get bigger. Um, I think it's just about like recognizing um, that you may need other people or other resources, which is why we talked about developing a team earlier to help mm -hmm. you complete what it is that you need to complete. Um, you know, 
I I know that I had to go through that shift where it was like, well, I want to be in front of the camera and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I just was like, you know what? Like, I, that's why they say hire your weaknesses, because I do think that, like Oprah says, you have to know a little bit about everything that's going on. So that way you are knowledgeable, but you don't have to do everything and you have to know when you need help and when you need to delegate other like tasks to people. I know we talked about that, Tish. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, you know, you you producing and like, hey, you need somebody who can do X, Y, and Z because you don't want to do that anymore because no, it's not it, it's not beneficial for you to do that. And also you got to get to a point where you say, I won't do it anymore. I mean, that's at some point you have to, when, when, it, when it comes to your, um, also your, your, uh, mindset, right. It, it, it can be overwhelming. I, I, I did this one class, this YouTube class, and I was just like, this is just a lot for me, you know? Um, and it was just a little bit overwhelming. And I was just like, I, I won't be able to do all this by myself. I would, I actually need somebody to do this and help this for me. And it was just point blank. I was just like, I'm just not going to do it because I need somebody to set all these things up because of the amount of time. So I also think that the time that you put into these things, you have to weigh it against what it is that you need is either time or money. And I tell people that when I'm doing productions is either you're going to put more time into something or you're going to put a little bit more money. And for me, it just depends. Right. So while we're on here, let's talk about a lot of the resources, because I really want to get to some of the things that we talked about. Um, some of the resources that uh, you you all can use that we use all the time is five R. Five R has things from five dollars to a thousand dollars on there. I've seen it all. It depends on the level that you're you're at, but if you want to just get pretty much anything that um, you want someone to create for you in a creative endeavor, if it's a press release or if you want somebody to create social media things for you, if you want a logo, if you want a website, if you want anything to where it can help you with your brand, your, your let's say this, your brand identity, because there's a, there's, a, there's a thing called a brand identity, which is the visual part of your brand, then I would suggest that you look over 5R and see if you can get all the components to your brand identity. And we're gonna bring on someone to talk about brand identity at one point because it deals with a lot color palettes guys it deals with logos and what it says to people it deals with a lot mm -hmm. um so we we definitely want you guys to get as much as you can from that for your llc i use a company called um harvard services is a delaware-based company um what i will say about llc's guys is it just depends on the tax breaks that you want the reason why I used Delaware is because of the legislation when it comes to companies, how it they basically will have a company's back before they have an individual. So that's just the state. That's just how the state is. Right. Um, but in Wyoming, if you have if you have a lot of personal issues with like um, a spouse, then and you start a LLC in Wyoming. Then guess what? Your LLC will not be counted in your in your um if you decide to separate or get divorced, it won't be counted within your divorce settlement. So if you're a person, you may know that you might be having some issues with your spouse. You might want to start a company in Wyoming. There's um, um, there is a uh, some company and some other resources. We'll get to that later, guys. 
Um, and I talk a little bit about that in my ebook. So I'll share that with you guys at some point. Another resource is Legal Shield. Um, Legal Shield, guys. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. You know, get your legal ish together because regardless of if you think you can write your own contracts, things will come up. And let me tell you, the judge and one one lawyer told me this. He said a judge will be happy to make you an example because you didn't want to go to a lawyer and you didn't want to give your legal stuff together. And and they're not going to look at you as some some sap. Oh, I just didn't have the money. They're going to say, well, why did you start that? That's not our problem. We're going to do it within the realms of the legal system. Stamp, stamp, stamp. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So my suggestion really is if you can pay the $25, $39 a month for Legal Shield, do it. And they it. have different different plans. They we'll have different plans, and it'll save you. It'll save you a lot of time and a lot of aggravation. There's also other um, platforms like Canva. A lot of people use Canva um, to do a lot of things themselves. So if you're a person, you just want to do it yourself. You don't need you don't need anybody to do it for you. You don't want Five R to do it with, for you. You can do your ebook covers in Canva. You can do your PowerPoints in Canva. You can do your business plans in Canva. You can do all of these things in Canva. So um, these are just a couple resources, guys, just to get you started so that you can structure your business in the way to where it levels you up. Because the point of being leveled up is that it creates a new opportunity for you. That's the reason why we talk about this. That's the reason why we're doing what we're doing. It's not just to say, hey, here's a bunch of resources out there. It's to say, if you utilize these resources in the right way, um, you know, then you can, you, can, you can level up. I like this little comment we got right here. I don't know you, so I'm giving you a $30,000. So just... All right, give me no 30 G's though, friend. So, <laughs> come on. But um, but it's it's a lot of it is a lot of resources out there for you guys, and we just want to keep giving them um what we use right here. If you want to start a podcast, is StreamYard. StreamYard is free. Canva is free. There are a lot of free resources out there, guys. Um, we might even do an episode about all the free resources that you can use because there are a lot of free resources out there, guys, that can get you and level you up. But at some point, at some point, even if something is P um, free, then you are going to need to pay something. You can't consistently do things for free. You can't. Not if you not if you want to be a business, a consistent business. You know, um, you're going to have to at some point start putting some money away and start figuring out what is important for you. And for me, setting up your team, your accountant, and maybe your legal team first, and then going into some of these other things will absolutely level you up. It'll put you in a position also where you're just people who are giving you the right stuff. You're not wasting your time. They, they don't have their paperwork right. They don't have their money right. Your lawyer, your accountant will be like, oh, well, what about this? What about that? And you'd be like, okay, well, let me just ask them. <laughs> and they'll be like, uh, no, you know? So you're not wasting your time on things that aren't going to help you get where you need to be at, you know? You don't want to be a beginner forever. Point blank. Point blank. Oh, uh, okay, are we snapping with that? I said, well, <laughs> 
And these are the things that we do, guys. So we're not just telling you this, preaching uh, to the choir. This is what we do. We put money in our account every month for our expenses. We do use something for the algorithm for StreamYard. So, I mean, but like they're, you know, $25, $30, $15, whatever. We have a monthly budget. So um, we'll do an episode on that. But um, we do want to say uh, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. And yes. just, you know, we are praying for all of the families out here who have lost loved ones to um, the violence that's been happening. And we are praying for all of you guys who are staying positive and optimistic in the pandemic. Yes. We see you out here in these streets. We don't take your time for granted. We know that you could be doing anything other than listening to us. So um, we're here with you um, and, and it's all gonna be okay. I just wanna say that. And um, we wanna thank the beautiful and lovely Dartanay. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Darcy, for helping and helping us with your questions. Thank you all for your questions as well. We are going to be um, in the next couple of weeks. We are going to be doing more shows where we give you more resources and we help you guys level up. We are also going to introduce you to our ebook where we are going to talk about mindset and give you some resources where you can actually do what you need to do to level up. And we thank you all again. Join us again next Thursday. Where we talk about how to level up, how to get it done, mm -hmm. and 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 be on your baby come up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll see you next week Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.